More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are four major issues today that we've got to deal with. One, you've got a dude that's now Miss USA out of Nevada. Not a joke. You got a dude who's white who's now saying he's trans-Asian and the world's supporting him because he got plastic surgery done to look like an Asian. We'll deal with that. And we have defund the police. It's now apparently the fault of Republicans. That is what the White House is now saying, yes, it's the fault of Republicans that defund the police is happening in America, which is not true. It's a lie. It's insane. I'm going to give you that. But before we get to all that, there is a story that is shocking, a story that should shock each and every one of you. It is a story that we now have been told by Tucker Carlson that, in fact, the Biden administration is spying on him. They've confirmed it. Fox News Channel host Tucker Carlson under attack by the federal government. A federal government that is breaking the law by spying on him and his associates of his program to take him down. This was revealed to them through a whistleblower within the United States government. According to Carlson, the proof was the whistleblower revealing details of a story that they had been working on that could only have been known through his text messages and his emails. Carlson says his team had filed a Freedom of Information Act request and is now calling on the federal government to cease the behavior immediately. Now, if you think that the government is out of control, you're right. But remember, this is the same government that actually knew about what was going to happen in the insurrection on January the 6th. And during that insurrection, there were whistleblowers. There were people within that group that were telling Government officials, what was going to happen? Telling FBI officials what was going to happen with the insurrection. And apparently they allowed it to happen. There were people in that crowd that had infiltrated that crowd. There were snitches in that crowd who literally didn't do enough to stop what happened at the Capitol. Now, I also remind you, there were a lot of people in the Capitol There were police that allowed these people to come into the Capitol to then do what they did. It's an important point that we should all mark. 
It's an extremely important point that we should all mark. So let's start with that. Public enemy number one in this country right now is white men. That is public enemy number one of this administration. It's white men. They are the biggest threat because if you are a Democrat, you must divide us, right? So white supremacists, that's who you need people to believe that there's millions and millions and millions and millions of them out there, and they're all trying to come after you. We have to make you believe that everything is unfair. That's our job. It's our obligation to divide this country. That's the Democrats' game plan. So fast forward to the bait and switch and take a listen to the opening monologue from Tucker Carlson. So Joe Biden told us recently that the single gravest terror threat we face is not Islamic terrorism, ISIS, or Al-Qaeda, as the government has told us for 20 years now, since 2001. It's not the brutal mobs of race extremists who burned and looted our cities last summer, BLM and Antifa, as if you'd been paying attention, you would assume it would be. Of course, they're the ones who burned the cities. No, it's none of that. The main threat we face as a nation, Biden told us, is white supremacy, white American terrorists. And our law enforcement and intelligence agencies have concluded that. The president said it's an established fact. And then he stopped. Strangely, that's all that Biden told us. He never said who those white supremacists were. He didn't explain what they believe or what they plan to do to America. He announced no arrests of any of them. He didn't name a single person or organization. So who is the white Osama bin Laden? Joe Biden didn't say. Neither did his attorney general, Merrick Garland, when he reiterated Biden's claim several days later. So the rest of us were left to wonder, who exactly are these domestic terrorists? We still don't know the answer, and neither do many longtime FBI agents, as we learned this weekend when we spoke to a couple of them. Biden's claim is absurd, they told us. It's not even close to true. In recent years, there have been so few crimes committed by avowed white supremacists that the FBI strongly considered dismantling the office within the domestic terror division that investigates white supremacist groups. As the agents we spoke to put it, the number of cases the program manager had didn't justify his position. There was nothing for him to do. For decades, by contrast, the greatest domestic terror threat has come from radical environmental groups. They commit the most crimes. Look it up. White supremacists, meanwhile, are at the bottom of that list. And federal statistics prove it. Americans are, in fact, much more likely to die from a lightning strike than at the hands of a white supremacist. White supremacy may be ugly, many opinions are, but it is not a meaningful threat to the nation, and claiming otherwise is a lie. So why does the Biden administration persist in telling that lie? Well, it's a racial attack, obviously. It's waged for partisan political purposes. You tell black voters that Republicans are the KKK, and maybe they will keep voting for you. That's the idea. It's certainly easier than fixing Chicago or raising test scores, which they should be doing. The point that Carlson's making here is spot on. He's right. Why is the federal government trying to turn public enemy number one into something that actually is not a threat? Why are you telling people that you should hate white men more? Okay, more than you should hate Al-Qaeda. Why are you telling them that Al-Qaeda is a bigger threat or less of a threat when it's not true than a bunch of white guys sitting around that may happen to be Klansmen? Because this is how you win elections. This is how you divide a country. Remember, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, 
and this new fake threat that all of a sudden it's a bunch of white guys or what you should be worried about looking over your shoulder is designed to divide a country, to control minority voters, to tell minority voters that they are not safe in America without Democrats being in control. You look at the statistics and crime was actually down overall in the country under Donald Trump's leadership. You know, the white guy that they want to imply is the head of the white supremacist Klansmen out there. Yeah, you're supposed to believe that. Doesn't matter. It's not based in fact, because if you say it long enough, then eventually everyone in America will believe that I, as a white guy, am more dangerous and more of a threat to you than Al Qaeda. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So clearly, with this controversy of the government spying on Tucker Carlson, they need you to look the other way and believe that It's actually Tucker Carlson that's the problem. He's maybe one of the dog whistlers of white supremacy. Or it could just be that Tucker Carlson does such a great job at exposing what's going on within the Biden administration that they need to figure out a way to blackmail him and shut him down. Release or get out some information on something that would be so damning to him that then he would be forced to 
sign off the air. Or Fox will be forced to fire him and then he will become the next canceled person in America. And that's where the whistleblower comes in. This whistleblower comes to Carlson and says, hey, you need to know that this administration, the Biden administration, is actively spying on you. Imagine getting that phone call. You'd be like, wait, wait, what? Hold on a second. They're spying on me? And of course, when you get this information, if you are Tucker Carlson, you're going to want to vet it before you go on the air. Because you don't want egg on your face and be set up by some activist or somebody screwing with you who's just trying to embarrass you to also discredit you. To say, look at Tucker Carlson. He lied to you and said that the Biden administration was spying on him when in fact they weren't. Therefore, he's lost all credibility. He must retract the story and he's got egg on his face forever. So that then you could then undermine everything that Tucker Carlson does by saying, remember, this is the guy that told you that the Biden administration was spying on him and it was a lie. So naturally, you're going to do due diligence. His entire team and the lawyers, I'm sure, at Fox went into overdrive. They went into after hours work to make sure that the person that was in a position of power to give them this information was not lying to them, that this wasn't a setup. Take a listen to part two of this insane but true story. But there's also a deeper significance. The Biden administration is signaling a very real change to actual federal policy. The war on terror, now ongoing for 20 years, has pivoted in its aims. The war on terror is now being waged against American citizens, opponents of the regime. We saw this on display on January 6th. We told you a couple of weeks ago, based on language in publicly available indictments, that the FBI clearly had foreknowledge of the riot at the Capitol that day. And the agents we spoke to this weekend confirmed that is true. Quote, the FBI had sources in that crowd, confidential sources, snitches. That's 100% certain. But it's not just political protesters the government is spying on. Yesterday, we heard from a whistleblower within the U.S. government who reached out to warn us that the NSA, the National Security Agency, is monitoring our electronic communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take this show off the air. Now, that's a shocking claim, and ordinarily we'd be skeptical of it. It's illegal for the NSA to spy on American citizens. It's a crime. It's not a third world country. Things like that should not happen in America. But unfortunately, they do happen, and in this case, they did happen. The whistleblower, who is in a position to know, repeated back to us information about a story that we are working on that could have only come directly from my texts and emails. There's no other possible source for that information, period. The NSA captured that information without our knowledge and did it for political reasons. The Biden administration is spying on us. We have confirmed that. This morning, we filed a FOIA request, a Freedom of Information Act request, asking for all information that the NSA and other agencies have gathered about this show. We did it mostly as a formality. We've also contacted the press office at both NSA and the FBI. We don't expect to hear much back. That's the way that usually goes. Only Congress can force transparency on the intelligence agencies, and they should do that immediately. Spying on opposition journalists is incompatible with democracy. If they are doing it to us, and again, they are definitely doing it to us, they are almost certainly doing it to others. This is scary, and we need to stop it right away. Tucker is right. If they're doing it to Tucker Carlson, they are doing it to others. 
he can't be the only one that the NSA is spying on. They could be spying on this show. They could be spying on any other show. They could be spying on Donald Trump. They could be spying on all Fox News hosts. They could do it to anyone. It's the NSA under Biden, and clearly they're going to read and try to blackmail or destroy any prominent Republican who has a voice out there. Now, this is after, and don't forget what big tech has already done. Let's be clear. Big tech is already silencing conservatives. Look at how many people now that are no ones, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just saying an average citizen who happens to be on Facebook who are now even being censored and threatened with being shut down because of what they post with not large audiences, right? But influential in their peer group, in their community. We are seeing this happen all the time as people reach out on a regular basis and they reach out to people just like me and they say, you're not going to believe this. I've got 300 or 3,000 friends and now they're shutting down me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for what I'm sharing. Well, if you have influence over people and they see that you share a lot of things, right? They see that you share information and people respond to the information which you are sharing. What do you think they're going to do? They're not going to allow you to have that influence over your friend group and put out solid and good information that they believe you shouldn't actually have? No. Now, Tucker Carlson is a threat to the Biden administration. Tucker Carlson is a threat to the deep state. Tucker Carlson is a threat to the AOCs of the world because Tucker Carlson has a massive audience. In fact, he has the largest audience on cable news. He beats primetime newscasts and viewers often. He beats the nightly news on ABC, NBC, CBS. He has a larger audience many times and core demographics than the Today Show or CBS This Week or CBS This Morning or whatever the hell they call the early shows now. Tucker Carlson must go. That is exactly why the Biden administration has used, from what we understand, the federal government to monitor him. Now, to also be clear, this is what they do in places like Russia, places like Venezuela, places like Cuba. This is what they do in those places. This is how they do it. They find people that are a threat to them and they shut them down. We saw a newspaper recently being shut down in China. They published their last article or the people are going to be disappeared forever. And those people, I'm sure, are on a list and they will be monitored and their communications will more than likely be monitored also forever. It's no different than what they're doing at Facebook and Twitter. It's no different than what they're doing with Tucker Carlson. It's exactly the same thing, folks. It is exactly the same thing in the United States of America. Now, if Tucker Carlson is not spreading news that is fake, is spreading news that's damning to the Democratic Party, damning to the socialists, damning to the Biden administration, the only reason why you are monitoring him is so that you can get information on him that you can then leak, and then hopefully Fox News will be forced to take him off the air. It's called fishing expedition. You're fishing for bad news. In other words, your tax dollars are now paying for someone to stock Tucker Carlson, and who knows who else out there that is too big and too influential in their communities. That's your tax dollars. This is what your tax dollars are going for. This is having a private investigator, except it's the entire power of the government 
who monitors every phone call, every text message, every email that apparently Tucker Carlson is sending out. Because at some point, there's going to be something in there that we can use to bring him down. And then we will discard him. And he will no longer be a threat. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Tucker Carlson is public enemy number one of the United States government. There's another story that's happening that is totally brainwashing your children and your grandkids. It is trying to normalize insanity. I'll give you the newest example of this. A British-born white guy named Oli London is now the new hero of social media after revealing that he now identifies as Korean. Following a series of plastic surgeries procedures to make him look more Korean. London, who now identifies as a, quote, non-binary Korean person shared a video over the weekend in which he said that he feels more connected to Korean culture than the UK after transitioning to look Korean. So apparently now you can actually say you can change your nationality and become a minority 
and change your race just by having a surgery done. You're no longer a white person if you want to get a bunch of surgeries to make you look like you are Korean. Take a listen. Hey guys, I'm finally Korean. I've transitioned. I'm so, so happy I've completed my look. I'm finally Korean, guys. I have the eyes. Just had a brow lift as well. I've been trapped in the wrong body for eight years. And that's the worst feeling in the world when you're trapped and you don't feel like you can be yourself. But finally, I'm Korean. I can be myself. And I'm so, so happy. Now, remember, you should obviously celebrate this because this is what should be celebrated in the world. And it's not racist to say, look, I have the eyes of a Korean person. No, 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 no. That's not racist. You're now supposed to also celebrate that. You have a guy that's actually saying, look, guys, I have the Asian eyes now, and you're supposed to applaud this. Now, I, I, I will say this because you need to tell your kids and your grandkids this. This is not normal. This is clearly a mental health issue. I'm not saying that in a mean or slanderous way. I'm saying this person obviously needs actual professional mental health. It's sad that we are now trying to normalize this. And you should not tell your kid that this is normal. Okay, you should not tell your child that this is appropriate and or normal because it is not normal. Okay, it's not normal at all. This isn't even remotely close to being normal. They're trying to sell it as that. And this guy is now a hero in the world. A guy that says something that's incredibly racist. Hey, look, I've got the Asian eyes now. That's racist. But no, no, no. We're going to celebrate this mental health issue, this mental disorder of a grown man who actually believes that you can, through surgery, truly become Korean. He explains more of his journey. Take a listen. I, I identify as Korean. That's just my culture. That's my home country. That's exactly how I look now. I also identify as Jimin. That's my Korean name. But uh, not only that, I just, I know it's a little bit confusing for some people. Nobody's ever come out as Jimin or Korean. But if you follow my journey for the last eight years, I've really struggled with identity issues, with who I am. Now, in a normal world, this would be an individual that you would say would need actual health from professionals. Mental health. Don't mean it in a mean way, slanderous way, being honest. He says, I know I'm the first person to come out as being Korean. You can't change to be Korean when you're white. Okay, just because, as he puts it, I now have the eyes, which is, oh my gosh, racist as hell. It shouldn't be celebrated that this is the new normal. Yet it is. And you better sit down with your kids and your grandkids and tell them this is not normal. This is not acceptable. This is not okay. No matter what they say, no matter what the internet says, it's not okay. And again, I go back to the other question, what's next? If this guy can actually, and society will accept that he has now become a minority and Asian from white, then is there anything that's off limits? If I say I want to be a wolf, can I be a wolf? If I say I want to be a dog, can I identify as a dog and can no, does no one stop me? Or say no, and that's insane. Because I can already get in the Olympics now as a dude and play as a chick. I can, now, I can now win in the NCAA level as a dude acting like a chick. What if I say I don't want to be 40 years old and I actually identify as being 21 or 16? Or what if you're a pervert and you say, you know, you're 50 and you want to sleep with a 17-year-old and you say you identify or 
she identifies as 18 and you identify as 18 as well. Where do you draw the line? Right? Really, really, where, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw it? Now, if you don't think people are already pushing the issues I just said, and you may say, oh, Ben, that's crazy. No one's going to do that. Okay. Everything I just named, people are already advocating and demanding in the world. Listen. I identify as black. Let me put a picture up of you in your early 20s, though. And when you see this picture, is this an African-American woman? A leopard on all levels except physical. I am a wolf. But meet the men who don't just want to own a dog. Come on, babe. They want to be one. It isn't the seedy activity people. I, I feel I suffer under my age because I'm much more younger than my 68. So when I ask for a mortgage, for example, they say it's impossible. If I go on Tinder, you know, then I get women from, from 68. And when I'm on Tinder, you know, the, uh, then they say, okay, then you can lie for your age. You say you're 49. I don't want to lie. I want to be myself. So don't force me to lie. I love the last guy. I think he's brilliant, right? Who who are you to tell me how old I am? Who are you to tell me that I'm 76 years old? I want to be 23. You're telling me I can't? Who are you to tell me that? Which leads me to my final example, how woke we are in America. Congratulations, Nevada. You've screwed up beauty and women in the Miss USA pageant. We now have an undefeated dude who's now a chick and who has now been crowned, who has won Miss Nevada USA. You can't tell me that a dude's hotter than all the hottest chicks in Nevada, but there he is because we've gone woke. We have a dude dressed up like a chick that is now officially the Miss USA Nevada winner. We have an undefeated female mountain biking champion who just lost her title to a transgendered person, a weightlifter, mediocre when she was a he, who decided, screw it, I'll go as a woman, and then, bam, I'm on the Olympic team. And then there's the biological male in California at a Los Angeles day spa who claims that he identifies as a woman. Well, some women in L.A. weren't having it as they went out to the five-star Los Angeles day spa, and they turned around, and there's a naked dude in the locker room. One woman had had enough, and she said it's insane that they're allowing a naked man in the women's day spa in Los Angeles and said it's time to boycott the spa that allowed this to happen. She walked out to the front counter armed with only her cell phone, and this is what happened. So you don't, so it's okay. I just want to be clear with you. It's okay. It's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis, around the other women, young little girls under age, your spa, we spa, condone that. Is that what you're saying? Like I asked. It's so he, so he can stay there. He can stay there. He, he's a man. He is a man. He is not no female. He is not a female. He is not a female. He is not a female, sweetie. Okay, girls down there, other women, who are highly offended for what they just saw. And you did nothing, absolutely nothing. In fact, you sided with him. So we spa is an agreement with men that just say they are a woman and they can go down there with their penis and get into the women's section. Is that what you're saying? What, what, really? What law, what law? 
So women can go into the man's with their breasts. Okay. Yeah, you shouldn't. Y'all wouldn't come back either. Yeah, get your money back. You got a man with his penis talking about he's a woman. He ain't no woman. Uh-uh. Yeah, give her her money back. He has a penis. He has penis is hanging out. Okay, no, I'm not one. Actually, I'm a woman who knows how to stand up and speak up for my right. As a woman, I have a right to feel comfortable without a man exposing himself. Okay, no, you go somewhere else. Okay, so that's right. No, he's not a transgender. He has a penis, just like you do. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? No. Yeah. Okay, it's not okay. Okay, that's traumatizing to see that. I'm a woman. I think this is a place right here. I'm told only for women. So how dare you sit up here and tell me I don't have a right as a woman to defend. I'm telling you, he has a penis. This is a woman that we should all applaud. Who's got a dude, by the way, that walks up to her in L.A. and says, well, hold on a second. He's he's transgender. No, he's not. He has a penis. He's in my locker room. He has a penis and he's in my locker room. Don't tell me he's transgender. This is what the left's doing in this country. And at some point, you're going to hurt young girls and women. And this woman is saying that, and she's absolutely right. All right. Make sure you share this podcast with your family and friends. Please make sure they hear all of the news that we covered today, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.